Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Cause I'm TNT. I'm dynamite. TNT. And I will not fight. TNT. I'm a power load. TNT. Watch me explode. Good evening and welcome to the Andrea K Show. Always a thrill to share this time with you all, except I am freezing to death here in the studio. Polly, what are you trying to do to me? Not my choice. I'm freezing as well. So, <laughs> um, you know what happened to her? And I don't know why it's so cold in the studio because it's not like we got the Santa Anas going on. It's you know I don't know what happened to our 80 degrees at the coast. Maybe that maybe the building here hasn't gotten the memo. It ain't 80 it, it, at six o'clock at night in San Diego. So what's with the AC? Somehow this is Al Gore's climate change fault. Oh yeah, exactly. That must be what it is. It's all got to do with climate change. You never know when that you never know when that global warming is going to hit us right between the eyes here in the studio, Polly. We got to be prepared for it, right? Absolutely. Uh, before the show, thank you all for joining me. This is the Andrea K Show on AM eleven seventy. The answer before the show, Polly and I were complaining to each other that oh, we just we really looking forward to getting this election behind us. In part because it's almost it every day that I come in, it, it's getting harder to actually do a quality show for you guys because when I look at the WikiLeaks. That's coming out. Of course, I always put it out there to you all. What's important to you and what do you want to hear about? Well, you know, the WikiLeaks, it, it's it's not a leak anymore. It's it's a leak implies that like a little by little. I mean, this is this is literally shock and awe going on. Remember in the it, old it's a uh, flood. It is a flood. I mean, you know, I almost need to build the ark and to try to sift through it all is really difficult. Of course, I'm breaking the law, evidently, according to CNN doing this. I'm just supposed to trust Cuomo, if, if that's his, his, I think that's who it was who said, I don't watch CNN. Um, you know, these are these WikiLeaks emails. Don't you be reading those now. Those are illegal. Count on us to tell you what's in them. Oh, really? Like we're supposed to, to count on CNN to tell us what's in these. But it is hard. There's some great news organizations out there kind of given the top five, the top 10. It's going to have to be like the top 50 before too long, because I kind of came up with my own compilation. And I'm hoping that Donald Trump will do as well. Tomorrow night is the third and final debate. Uh, so far, we've not really had debates. We've had inquisitions with Donald Trump being brought before the board of inquisitors uh, to chastise him and draw and quarter him after rendering uh, judgments of him personally by people that, have, you know, really need to throw down their sin meters. Um, so we but we do have. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be a hundred million people watching tomorrow night again, like in the in the first debate. The second debate had less viewership. Trump Trump won it resoundingly. He also pulled some really interesting maneuvers before the debate, which which echoed and uh, not echoed, but signaled what he was going to be doing in the debate. He prosecuted Hillary Clinton. He pivoted off the smears that are the DNC smears are older than their Marxist policies that they call progressive. Okay, this is what they do to Republicans. He pivoted off of it and he prosecuted the case against her. The case that this is a woman who should not be behind the desk at the Oval Office, but should be behind bars. And he needs to highlight, go through a list. And I'm hoping he even does it before the debate. I'm hoping he does it again, uh, just like he did the last time. Do some shock and awe with them pre-debate. The reporters thought they were going to go to a photo op and they felt like they had been punked by what he presented at the pre-debate uh, debate with Hillary, uh, Kathy Shelton and Bill Clinton's abusers. Here's just some of the highlights. 
We now know in terms of prosecuting her, she is the most corrupt criminal. She is a criminal. And we have shocking smoking guns, proof of it. With these emails, we now know, according to the emails, that there was collusion. These are just some of the highlights. There was bribes going on to the FBI. Hey, you know, you wipe out, wipe, wipe the classification off that document and we'll give you some more FBI foot soldiers out there in the field. There was blatant collusion between the Department of Justice and Hillary Clinton. There was collusion between the State Department and Hillary Clinton. Um, we know that there were um, all kinds of disgusting, racist, homophobic, anti-Christian and Catholic sentiment that was expressed. We know that she hates everyday Americans. She called blacks 'er ne'er-do-wells. She called Hispanics needy. Uh, They, um, I can't remember the exact words they used against Catholics and Christians. Uh, We know that there was media collusion at every major network from CNN to NBC to the Boston Globe to all of the different outlets. We even found out that they had a little cozy before Hillary Clinton even officially announced there was a cozy get together with the media. We know through WikiLeaks that they, that the words were that they were going to conspire to continue to have an unaware and compliant citizenry. And even though there was even other things that came out in terms of her, you know, private versus public positions, that she wants open trade and open borders and how we saw the WikiLeaks in which they were talked about, how they needed to try to frame the fact that she had been pro TPP in the past and she's got to be against it now. But Oh, by the way, once she takes office, she's going to be for it again. Uh, we know through WikiLeaks, everything that they did with the friends of bill and ripping off poor people in Haiti. We know that they referred to the Iran nuke deal as the greatest appeasement since Chamberlain gave Czechoslovakia to Hitler. We even know that Podesta, in response to Representative Republican Kirk saying that the nuke deal was going to condemn the next generation to cleaning up a nuclear war in the Persian Gulf, that Podesta said, yep. But the most chilling to me of all was the one that I just referenced earlier about conspiring to keep an unaware and compliant citizenry. So they're colluding with the media who tells you don't read these WikiLeaks, it's illegal. They're colluding with the media to hide everything about Hillary Clinton. They don't want any of these emails to come out. We have to have, as an American public, we have to have a non-American sitting in an Ecuadorian embassy feeding us information about a presidential candidate because our own government is colluding with their media to keep it from us. Trump was not the dictator was saying that Hillary Clinton would be behind bars and we needed a special prosecutor if he became president. That doesn't make him the dictator. This is dictatorship. Well, we have an administration in collusion with the FBI and the State Department and a, and a, a campaign for president. The Democrats all conspiring to keep us unaware and keep us compliant. James O'Keefe came out, James O'Keefe from the Planned Parenthood Stings Project Veritas. He came out with some videos yesterday. Smoking gun proof. It is illegal for a campaign to coordinate with a super PAC and its own party. And that was on videotape. James O'Keefe came out with part two today. And he said that that video yesterday was supposed to be teed up on major networks. And it wasn't because he heard that they were concerned about retribution from a possible Hillary Clinton administration. So we already have a compliant media. They're compliant in part because they are Marxist and communist right along with her, and they, they don't care that they're controlling 
the minds of Americans. They don't care that they're trying to put a dictator into office to rule over us, literally. They don't care. And some of them who do care are concerned about retributions, and so they're already compliant. This is what we were talking about with Trevor Loudon on last week's show with his movie, The Enemies Within. We have an administration and a Democrat party and a government that has been infiltrated to its deepest levels as far wide as it can go and as far deep as it can go and all the way up to the White House, the green axis, the partnership between communism and Marxism, whatever ism you want to call it. They want, the left wants to call it progressivism, but we know what ism it is, with Islamism. It's, it, there's a reason why in the WikiLeaks emails, they're not bashing Muslims, at least not for their beliefs. They do criticize Muslims and admit that Muslims can't be vetted. They talk about the scourge of Muslim immigration in Western Europe and how the idea of multiculturalism is human mad cow disease. It's insane. And they know it. So why are they trying to force it on us? Because it's for power. It's for votes. Because they know that Islamism, they know that, that Islam is a political ideology that, like Marxism, has a centralized government with full control over the people. They know this. And you know who else knows it? The Republican Party knows it. Today, Project Veritas, if you're just tuning in, this is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170 KCBQ. Project Veritas came out with a second installment today, which was all about, yesterday we learned about the illegal collusion between the Clinton campaign, the DNC, and her super PAC today. He details, they detail um, all the attempts in different ways that they rig elections. We know that elections are being rigged. One of the ways in which they rig the elections is by controlling the media. That's how they they, got to keep you unaware. They can't sell her, and they can't sell her policies with truth and honesty. Remember how Gruber came out after Obamacare and said, you know, well, yeah, of course we lied. First of all, the American people are stupid. They don't understand economics. And oh, by the way, they think you're stupid. What else came out in the WikiLeaks? Hillary calling uh, Ohio and Pennsylvania voters dirty white trash that are idiots. She hates everyday Americans. But they can't sell her. They can't sell who she is, and they can't sell her policies with any honesty. They have to keep us unaware and compliant. That's how dictators get And rogue administrations get Marxism and communism over Americans by keeping them unaware and compliant and by rigging elections. So Project Veritas came out today with a video in which, you know, they're sitting there bragging about all the different ways. Oh, we've been, oh, the Republicans accuse us of busting. We've been busting it for 50 years and we ain't going to stop that now. We also know, so I encourage everybody, pass that around, pass it around to everybody that you know, both Project Veritas videos. We also know another way to rig elections is there's reports coming out of Ohio uh, that a postal worker bragged about destroying absentee ballots. There is one of the largest fraud investigations going on in Texas, which involves mail-in ballots. Uh, you're only, some of it kind of gets into the weeds, but basically there's, there's, you know, there's too much of, I don't like mail-in ballots for this very reason. There's so much crap that's supposed to be involved with the honor system that it's ridiculous. Day, election day comes, you get yourself to the polls, somebody gets you to the polls and you vote. That should be the end of it. Only exception for mail-in should be our military. Another way in which elections are rigged is when you have 4 million elections expert Jay Christian Adams was on uh, Fox & Friends this morning. 4 million dead and illegal voters on the rolls. 
I think it was Pennsylvania recently or might have been Virginia where I reported. There's so many cases now I've forgotten. I think there was like nine districts in which 1,500 illegals had voted. And another way that you can rig the elections is when your own party, Trump's own party in Ohio, refusing to do the ground game for him. Going out, the Ohio Republican Party, going out on lit drops, literature drops, and refusing to do anything for Trump. Undermining him in one of the most pivotal states that we have. And then lying about it to Trump, lying about it to media and say, oh, no, we don't have any problem with Trump even after the audio tape. So what Trump did was pulled a coup for the state of Ohio. They now they said, we're not going to work with the chairman, the chairman of this of the Republican Party in the state handpicked by Kasich. That's what this is about. Kasich hates Trump. So he's he's no better, just like Paul Ryan with the refugee program supporting that that he knows, just like Hillary said in the WikiLeaks, they know they can't vet the refugees. Paul Ryan knows it, too. He didn't care. He didn't care about any more than Hillary. Kasich knows it, too. Kasich's also he's another Paul Ryan, one party liberal guy who doesn't care about the will of the voters of the people. This is not this election is not about Anything Trump said to anybody 11 years ago, it's not about any alleged sexual anything on the part of Trump. This is about us versus them. This is about both parties doing what they can to rig the system to overturn the will of the people so that they can keep their power base. And that both parties are doing everything they can to tell us that it's done. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk to a pollster, Bill Still, who's got some truth about the polls. People don't know what to believe anymore. Well, we're going to find out from Bill Still, so don't go anywhere. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. spelled K-A-Y-E. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Glad to have you here with me. Before the break, we were talking about the rigging of elections. We were talking about all the different ways that you can rig from the, what was detailed in the Project Veritas video in terms of the busing and the different things that they try, try to do involving voter ID. We talked about the dead people on the rolls. We talked about the illegals that were voting in, in Virginia. We talked about a postal worker bragging about destroying absentee ballots. We talked about a Republican Party leadership led by a chairman handpicked by Kasich in Ohio that, that was refusing to do anything to help Trump, denying him his Trump game and, and ground game. And in fact, 
even threatening people at one victory center, telling them, uh, don't take Trump materials with you when you go door to door. Just flat out giving them instructions, telling them to not support Donald Trump. Another way that you can rig elections is through the polls, through the manipulation of polls, through the media misrepresenting the polls, push polling. There's a variety of different ways to do it. Uh, They love to use polls and polls is it's like any kind of number, I guess. I'm not an expert on polls, but I've I've got a guest coming up here who is that I brought him in to help us figure it out. Uh, You you know, so much of numbers is able to be manipulated. That's why they love telling us we've got a 5% unemployment rate when we know 90 million Americans are out of work. I mean, it just doesn't even add. There's Enron math going all over the place with this government as well as with the media. So people aren't sure what to believe out there. So I brought on an expert to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Bill Still is here with me. He is a former newspaper editor, publisher, writer. Seen his, his articles have been in USA Today. This is a gentleman who's written a lot of different blog posts, produced two documentaries, but he's also written 22 books. Bill Still, welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Oh, thank you very much. Okay, so um, I... One of my Facebook listeners, and I'm really blessed to have some amazing uh, social media friends and listeners of the show, posted a video of you talking about the polls yesterday and something called the daybreak polls. Um, a lot of re- There's a lot of reasons why people aren't trusting the polls right now. They're not trusting it because their polls were wrong in 2012, supposedly. Um, if the Hillary admi- campaign and the Obama administration can collude with the media and decide what we know through other stories, like with WikiLeaks, then why can't they control the polls? Um, and it's used to push a narrative. The narrative right now is that it's done. It's too late. He's 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 behind in the polls. It's un- unwinnable. Right. right. Your response to that? Well, uh, there's fortunately for us, there's, uh, there's one poll that uh, is somewhat more accurate and was judged to be the most accurate poll uh, in the uh, 2012 presidential cycle, and that's called the USC Daybreak Poll. It has uh, an unusual construction. Uh, instead of uh, polling people at random, it, uh, it selects a, a panel of 3,200 people, and then it polls every day one-seventh of that panel so that every person is polled once a week. The results are sent in by Internet shortly before midnight and then released uh, just after midnight. It's uh, uh, now run by USC. It was developed by the Rand Corporation during the last cycle. And uh, it's it's consistently shown uh, to be more accurate. In fact, it was in the 2012 cycle, it was the only poll that predicted Obama winning by about three and a half percent. The actual margin of victory was about 3.9 percent. So they had it right on the nose. Um, and this this cycle right now, for example, uh, the the current uh, NSM polling is uh, showing Obama with a tr- I mean uh, is showing Clinton with tremendous leads over Trump. However, the uh, the Daybreak poll I believe is showing Trump with a one percent lead right now over Clinton and headed north. So uh, um, it's uh, it's lucky we have at least this to try to uh, keep our heads on straight. There's there's definitely collusion in the polls. And, uh, the, for example, in, in Ohio, uh, the uh, uh, UPI voter state tracking poll was just released this morning, and it shows Clinton with a four-and-a-quarter-point lead. Uh, however, even real clear politics, which tends to bend to the left, is showing Trump with a 0.7% lead. And furthermore, there was, there was just a, a 
two polls put out, one before the last debate and then two days after the last debate by a company known as TRZ. And uh, it showed that before uh, the debate, uh, Trump had a four percent, no, had a six percent lead, six and two thirds percent lead over Clinton. And after the debate, Trump gained four percent and Clinton lost one percent. And so now Trump uh, has an 11.7 percent lead. And this is in uh, where where the UPI poll is showing Trump four and a quarter points behind uh, Clinton. So, uh, you know, if if you know where to look, you can find uh, more truthful polls. Also, another big swing state, Florida, for example, uh, Real Clear Politics shows Clinton leading with 3.6 percent. However, um, there's an excellent way of actually determining that, and that's the incoming um, current absentee ballots. Um, let's see, there's uh, the Republican absentee ballots that have been returned now. People have cast their votes. We don't know exactly who they voted for, but we have to assume primarily they, the Republicans vote for Republicans, the Democrats vote for, for the Democrats. Uh, uh, 41%, 41.6% of Republican ballots have been returned, and only 40.6% of the Democratic ballots, so the Republicans there lead by about 1%. And in Florida, we suspect that there's going to be more of a crossover vote of the Democrats crossing over and voting for Trump than the other way around. So uh, in, in our opinion, the, uh, the Rep- Trump looks good in Florida at this point, despite what you read uh, mm-hmm. in the normal MSM polls. Right. Um, there's some things floating around. I'm not a historian and I don't pretend to be. Um, one of the reasons why people are telling us to take heart is because back in, I believe, 1980, two weeks before the election, Carter was at 47 percent and Reagan was at 39 percent. Do you know if that's true? No, I don't. I've not, I've not studied that race. I've got all I can do with the uh, gotcha. Clinton race. No, that's okay. I wasn't trying to play any gotcha game on it. I just think it's, it's fascinating because the narrative, the polls are being used to push narratives. One is, is that whatever the polls are in August is pretty much how the election plays out. And that's one reason why, because they've picked some polls in August where Clinton supposedly it was after the Kisra Khan supposed after the Republican National Convention, uh, after the DNC convention that, you know, she had a swing and he took a little bit of a drop and, oh, that means that it's over, you know. And so um, uh, I, I just wonder really what the polls would look like if we had an honest media bill. If instead of them playing that audio tape ad nauseum 24 hours a day for a week of, of Trump 11 years ago, if they played some audio tapes of Hillary Clinton, like the one in which she's well, you know laughing about a 12-year-old child getting raped and, and the, the rapist uh, passing the lie detector test. Or how about if they were actually reporting on the Clinton Foundation? You've written a great blog piece about the fraud, the lar- world's largest charity fraud that's been perpetrated on the world. They're not reporting on it, right? Right. There, there's never been such collusion in, in my I've watched uh, political elections for nearly 50 years now. And there's never been such a level of collusion. This is just off the charts, off the scale uh, collusion between uh, uh, the polling organizations, uh, the major media and the Clinton campaign. Uh, so it's it's really a horrible situation. They're trying desperately to get Clinton in to seal the deal. Uh, against America in in her her four years, and uh, I just don't think I think Trump's big turnouts at these these huge uh, rallies of his mean something. I don't think they're meaningless, and they're reflected in the few polls. Uh, a few of the polls that we can see nationwide. Let's talk a little bit, if you're just tuning in, by the way, this is the Andrea K. Show, and I'm talking to Bill Still about the polls. We keep hearing about 
you know, the, the left always tries to do this phony war on women business. Um, oh, by the way, thank you for a little spot research there. Polly just came in, and I guess he's got a little research that, uh, they, in fact, in 1980, according to a Gallup poll, Jimmy Carter was at 47% and Ronald Reagan at 39 So thank you, Polly, on that. Fact check. You know how Hillary loves him? Fact, loves to call for the fact check in the middle of a debate, right? Um, wow, that's an eight-point spread. Yeah. Um, what was I talking about, actually, before Polly came in with a fact check? <laughs> I don't know. I I lost my train of thought. We were were talking about media collusion and we were talking. Oh, I was going to ask about the women vote. You know, this is what they're trying to do to Trump is is so old hat. I mean, it's what they did to my man, Herman Cain. You know, it's Donna Brazil actually was fired. I found an old article. She was fired for trying to come up with false accusations against 41 back in the day. This is the phony war on women. I don't I, I but there's not one in my own personal poll bill there's a, I haven't found one woman that changed her vote uh, for Trump based upon any audios what are you seeing in the polls in regards to the women vote Well the MSM and the MSM you hear just ad nauseum repeated every day uh that uh um Clinton leads by 20, 20% over Trump. However, the Daybreak poll has been very consistent, and it's less than 10%. I think it's 8.9% really? for today. And, of course, that's in the face of this unprecedented attack of you know, fake women coming out and saying, yes, well, Trump uh, tried to grope me 35 years ago. <laughs> well, well, let's set the record straight, Bill. They're not fake women. The allegations may be fake, but so far we haven't determined that any of them are actually men pretending to be women, right? <laughs> let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> the debates tomorrow night. In your opinion, what does Trump need to do? And, and what do you think will, will happen? Who knows what's going to happen? I'm sure. I'm sure they're going to be fireworks. Uh, Trump bested Clinton for sure in the fireworks department, so he he can give uh, just as well as she can, and that's despite her incessant preparation and memorization of such things. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that she might still be wearing that earpiece. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I just I can't tell you what Trump needs to do. Trump needs to do whatever Trump thinks he needs to do. I'm, I'm I just I've quit trying to second guess Trump. He's been right. Uh, so many times where I thought he was wrong that uh, I just say, let the boy go and see what happens. Right. Well, I thought he did a masterful job. There's very few people. You look, I, I, I say again, where would he be in the polls right now if we had an honest media and if he had his own party support? I don't know anybody in my life personally and professionally. And I come from corporate sales. I've worked with some amazing salespeople and public speakers and some fierce, fierce people like in my days in Xerox. I don't know anybody personally, professionally, they didn't have anything that they would be ashamed of if it was audio recorded and put out there. And I certainly don't know anybody, even some of the top performers I worked with, that could come out in front of 100 million people like he did at that second debate and just go toe to toe with a 30 year career politician and hammer, 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 hammer. He needs to. Yeah, he needs to do the same thing again in general, be himself and prosecute the case that this woman should be prosecuted. She should be behind bars, not behind the desk of the Oval Office. How can people find out more about you and read your work? Uh, well, uh, I have a website, BillStill.com. Uh, I also have a big presence on YouTube. Just type in Bill Still, and I've got about uh, 1,500 videos there over the last seven years or so. Oh, gosh. And I, I'm following the, the whole political scene uh, pretty closely. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right.
All right. Now, don't forget, I don't even know how many tickets are left, but we are having our KCBQ dinner and debate viewing party tomorrow night. You know what, Polly? If we got to sit through another debate, we might as well have some fun doing it, right? Exactly. Get some good food. Right. Have some fun. Come meet me. I'm going to be there with Mark Larson. He's the main show. I'm like the Batman to his Robin. Did I get my superheroes right, Polly? Yes, you did. All right. Very proud of you. So it's going to be at Elijah's Restaurant tomorrow. Doors open at 5. Dinner and debate starts at 6. We're going to have a fun night. Tickets are on sale now. Go to the website. Go to... Um, am1170theanswer.com enter KCBQ upon checkout and get 20% off. I'm not actually sure how many tickets are left so don't blame me if it's sold out. I don't think it's sold out yet. I think there's still some tickets available. It's tomorrow night at Elijah's. I got my man out Arius in the studio with me and we're going to chat with him when we come back from the break. We're also going to talk to Julie Mills Brennan who's going to be here. I got to get into, you know what's another way in which they try to get over on us? They try to stuff the ballots with like a million different ballot measures and they intentionally write them so confusing. So we're going to talk a little bit about some of those that, that are important to me when we come back. So don't go anywhere. It's the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170 The Answer. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K. Spelled K A Y E. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hadley of the Hadley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show, rolling along here. I'm just feeling so excited and energized and just feeling better about things after talking to Bill Still in the polls. You know, because it's like it, it does intentionally weigh on you to have somebody tell you, like, bad news all day long or to, to feed you the negative. It's just really not, not good, you know. And... um and it can, you know, make you feel all weighed down. And you know what makes me feel all weighed down is to go to the mailbox and to get my my voter guide. My voter guide is so thick with propositions and ballot measures. They actually even had to send out a supplemental for C&D. I have never seen this many ballot measures and propositions ever. It's totally confusing. I think they do it on purpose to try to confuse us, to write it. Everyone is written in a way to confuse us. And it just makes it hard as a voter. You know, that's exactly what they tried to do because I was visiting my parents this weekend and we were going over it and we had to like kind of bounce ideas off of each other to make sure we were reading it correctly. So we voted the way that we wanted to to vote. Right. Because when you're voting yes, it doesn't necessarily mean what you think a yes vote should mean or same with no. Oh, It's ridiculous. They do it intentionally. They do it intentionally. And it's a really insidious way to get stuff over on us. They try to make it seem like it's for the voter when it's really for them. It's for government. And so I, time does not allow me to get into all the different ballot measures that affect our lives. Um, I'm going to get into some for local, some with my, my girl, Julie 
emails, Brennan, because some are related to real estate and, you know, development. And then I'm going to talk to my guy, Al, about it because most of them are related to tax increases because that's how they get it over on us. So I got to have my, my OG of taxes, Al. Hey, Julie, welcome back to the show. Hi, Andrea. Okay. First of all, before we talk about these ballot measures, um, I talked, I reported on my show last week about this Hollywood casino in Homul nightmare of a situation on top of just the illegal and different ways that they foisted that on the public. They didn't do anything in advance to help the neighborhoods deal with or prevent the incredible actually life-threatening traffic that ended up getting imposed onto the citizens. So then I put it out to you, Julie, because I was thinking, because of course I love my real estate. I was thinking, what is this doing to property values of the residents there? People who might want to sell or people thinking about buying in the area. And you were going to look that up for me. What did you find, if anything? Oh, okay. Well, what I found was that uh, right now there's about 28 active listings in Homol. They've been on the market about 66 days. There's only six pending properties, meaning like only six in escrow. So that's it, it, it seems to me that there is not much demand right now to be out there. In fact, I have a client that I just talked to this morning who was considering looking in Homol as well as some other places to get some more land. And he said, oh, no, 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 we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> he said, yeah. I don't want to get in that mess. So I absolutely do think it's a deterrent. But to know whether or not, you know, what the exact impact it's going to have on pricing, it just remains to be seen because it's just so new. This you know, yeah. just happened about a week or a week and a half ago. So right. I'll keep, we can keep track of this as okay. we, as we uh, talk throughout the months. Okay. Um, measure a couple of other measures that that are out that affect real estate. And oh, by the way, the, I, I, not only do I love real estate, but this is a little self indulgent for me because I have family in the development and real estate business. Don't don't most people? Doesn't everybody, Julie, have somebody who either it, it has a family member who sells real estate or works in the construction industry or somehow or sells and works at Home Depot? I mean, everybody's lives is somehow affected. At almost every family I know in some way with real estate. So I started seeing these ballot measures come out like measure B we have a and for those of you not from San Diego we have a major housing shortage here in San Diego and the sales side as well as rental side so it can look really good on the ballot to see measure B in North County a new development that's going to um, have be um, a cost uh, effective development for everybody high homes are going to be in the high threes it's also going to be an environmental friendly one with with a husband who's a builder he says a lot of that's hokey but it sounds really good on the surface. I put it out to you to do some digging for me, Julie. What did you find? Well, you know what? I found that it's kind of the same thing as putting in that casino in Hamul. Um, what I'm seeing is that, you know, they're trying to put uh, about 20, let's see, about 1,700 homes in a home that's only, in an area that's only zoned for 110 dwellings. Oh. This is an extreme agricultural area. It's you know full of avocado trees. I mean, it is a very rural area, and they want to put this huge development in here. And unfortunately, I feel like it's going to. I mean, they're not ready. It's going to have the same problems with as is the casino in Hamul right. with getting people in and out of the area of extreme fire hazard. Uh, there's going to be about. What did they say? It was so much, 19,000 extra trips daily in that community just with all that new housing if they put that in. And so it's going to be a traffic nightmare is basically what it boils down to. So yeah. uh, I, I, I don't think it's, I, I don't think we're ready for that yet. I no. think they need to do a little bit of improvement on the roads and, and 
figure out a little bit more structure there before they do that. And that's just my opinion. Right. Well, I'm with you there. And you've changed my mind on that because I'm all about wanting, you know, I know people can't move here and many people can't afford to retire here and they're leaving. And and I thought, oh, great, you know, high threes, you know, that's actually affordable for a lot of people, but not if it's going to cause the kind of havoc that we got going on down in Homul. I don't know if you had a chance to research uh, development uh, ballot measures M, R, and W. Uh, M is to increase the limit on developer projects. I'm voting yes on that. I'm also voting um, no on um, measures R, which gives the Del Mar voters approval on development because I know I've had my husband's projects held up because some local person, local resident didn't like the looks of somebody's house. So I'm voting right. no well, on that. And I'm voting. I agree with you on that one. Yeah. Too, on, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, W is an easy one. Vote yes on a golf course. I mean, you know, who are we to deny golfers? Right, Julie? Right. Except for the problem is, is that water situation. But who knows? I mean, you know, we got to have some nice golf courses. They're all turning brown. <laughs> now, lastly, if you're just tuning in, by the way, this is the Andrea K. Show. And I'm talking to Julie Mills Brennan, realtor extraordinaire. I actually had a developer send me a great news story out of Sacramento that is going to help with the shortage. It's it's sad to me that we have to have our government come to us and tell us that we actually have the right to build a granny flat on our property. Because aren't we supposed to be property owners and homeowners? Nevertheless, um, what they've decided to do to help with the shortage is out of Sacramento. They've come up with legislation that's actually going to take effect in January to lower the fees in order to build a granny flat on your property as and um, eliminate the, the parking requirements. That's great news for San Diego, is it not? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's a great way to get, you know, your family close to you, someone that, like an elderly, you know, grandma or whatever that needs help. And I think that's a wonderful situation. Yeah. I mean, it helps, you know, if you've got a, an, an aged, you know, family member, a lot of people can't retire here because they can't afford to. Maybe now they can. Or maybe you've got a kid coming out of college that couldn't get a job and has to move back home and you've got a way to have them on the property. Or it's a way to have increased rental income because it's gotten so expensive to live here. So I was super excited uh, to see that that we're going to start having that greater ability here to help solve some of these problems. Um, oh, I agree. I think that would help me out a lot. I have a lot of people that want a second dwelling on a property and I'm having a hard time finding them. And so I, I think that would be great. Awesome. I, I'm so pro that. Yes. Um, I hate to put you on the spot. Have you had a chance to read Measure C about the ballpark? I'm going to ask Al the same question. No, I only got to M and D. I never okay. got to B. But like you said, I went through all. I went through. I went through um, everything on the on the, the computer today with all the measures. And like you were saying, there's a gazillion measures to go look through and. It's a little bit overwhelming. It is overwhelming. And so I picked the ones that I think have the greatest impact on San Diego right now. And that's with the housing, because that's really a huge issue that we have. It's what's causing a lot of businesses to leave San Diego, a lot of people leaving, and, and it, as well as a, a difficulty to attract businesses and people here to San Diego. So these are some ways that I think that, that help out. Uh, I'm going to ask Al, I'm going to put him on the spot for that's the measure B is for the Chargers and the Chargers Stadium. It involves some taxes. So I'm going to ask him, you're, I sp- you're spared on that one, Mr. Julie, how can people get a hold of you if they want to buy or sell? Uh, they can get a hold of me at 619-992-7113 or homes by Julie at Cox.net. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Andrea. Have a great day. You too. Okay, so now we got the OG of the CPA in SD with me, Al Arias. 
with the squeaky. Mo- <laughs> What's that about, man? I don't know. It's weird. Uh, so, it's your place, not my place. I know. Well, thank you for being here in my hood. So Measure C, I don't know if you've you've been listening and paying attention to that. Basically, they want to raise the taxes on hotels to help, and other tourist things to help pay for a stadium. Taxes isn't on the hotels. It's on the guests. Well, the, I, the, to me, it's the same thing. It's, it's basically... But, but it's not the same. Well, when I say hotels, I meant the guests because that's going to deter tourists. Why would it... It's, to make it's it, not going to deter tourists. Why is it not? Tell me why it's a good because idea. Because the tax... Uh, Included with all the other taxes that already apply is less than competing cities like take L.A. Okay. So do you think L.A. is suffering? We're not going to suffer because tourists pay this tax. Well, I don't know. I I pay attention when I travel to what the taxes are. I look at it as part of my overall budget for the trip. Oh, really? I do. So you stay in Motel 6? (laughs) Here's the thing. I guess I'm anti-Charger Stadium. I guess that's what it is. So well, here, y'all figure out the Charger thing. If you want you the Chargers to stay. You can't change your spots. If you, you know what? <laughs> if y'all want the Chargers to stay, you vote yes on it. That's really not one that, that I feel like has a huge impact on me. It's measures like Measure P, increasing the sales tax in Chula Vista. I mean, why are y'all trying to do that? Why, why is California trying to do that to Chula Vista? I California's? Mean, yeah. Or or seen whoever I mean. Well, I looked at N. I didn't look at P. Well, N. Oh, well, okay. So measure P is a sales tax increase for Chula Vista. Vote no. Real simple. Uh, measure N is the gross receipt tax. This one caught my eye because what this one was about is it's very insidious, like so many of these ballot measures. Because what this one does, it says, well, first of all, they're trying to push through the legalization of marijuana. Vote no on that. Second of all, they're trying to get a gross receipt tax imposed, but they're saying it's only supposed to be on marijuana uh, dispensers. And people like me are saying no on this because all it is is a stepping stone to do a gross receipt tax on every other business in California. Can you explain to people what the gross receipt tax is? Well, it's like a sales tax. It's just called a gross receipts tax. And uh, because... I, I believe that because it goes into the general fund, that it's not requiring a two-thirds vote, a 50% vote. That's what the argument is, 50, you know, 50% plus. So um, it's just uh, politics. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. It's politics. It's just another way. They're but looking- why, why are we having a tax on a maybe? This, it's ridiculous. And so the measure itself states that, uh, it's a that they're just trying to get ready in case. So why are we voting on something that's purely a maybe? Yeah, it doesn't even make sense. Measure A is it is a vote no on Measure A. That is a and I want, this is one of the most in, intentionally misleading measures. It's a deceptive tax hike. It's basically all it's meant to do is. It's a land grab on the part of the government to give them control and funnel money to uh, climate change. It's not they they try to make it seem like it's about roads. Can we go back to the cannabis? Yeah. The (laughs) cannabis is already uh, a doomed proposition in that there are federal income tax rules that deny deduction for all operating expenses of operators. Okay. Okay, Mm -hmm. so uh, if the gross margin on uh, cannabis 
was 80%. Mm-hmm. In other words, the cost of what they sell is 20% and uh, 80% is profit. Right. It's still difficult to make a profit after all the operating costs that are disallowed. Right. So you pay income tax mm-hmm. to, to California and to federal mm-hmm. at the high rates, which is greater than 50% okay. on a gross margin of 80% mm-hmm. if it was 80%. Okay. Right. So what's on the bottom line? I don't know. You lost me with all the percentages. (laughs) (laughs) So my my point is, okay, so you make some money and then on top of that, 5% is going away. Right. I think what they're, you know, I think the reason why they've got on there is they expect marijuana to pass. They, without, there's not even any DUI restrictions with it. We already know what's happened to Colorado. These are sin taxes. Yeah, that's that's all it is. Is it's a sin tax, and 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 that does not discourage. It's like a cigarette tax. It just, you know, has anybody you know ever not bought a pack of cigarettes because now more taxes has been imposed on it? No, it's nonsense. Just like that idiot Bloomberg up in New York City trying to <coughs> tax big gulps. I got to move on to some other. It, it will create though. a black market. Exactly. Nobody will comply. Exactly. On top of the fact that you know, um, if you legalize marijuana. Um, you're still going to have a black market, but you're also going to have kids that are going to have to be taken to the emergency room because they accidentally ingested pot brownies. You got people dying. We, <clears throat> the argument is because alcohol's, we've got alcohol and look how bad that is for people. So now we got to add even another one. We had how many people die in Chicano Park, Al, because a drunk sailor drew his, drove his truck off of the Coronado Bridge and killed people. Oh, okay, so that's already a problem. So now let's legalize marijuana. That's the argument. Let's now add another substance that people can kill others from behind the wheel of a car. It's insane to me. Here's where I'm at on some of the other ballot. Me- there's, I don't know if we've got a long list of state measures. I'm voting yes on 52, yes on 53. I have. There's fewer that I'm voting yes on the no. I'm voting yes on 54. I'm voting no on everything else. The One of the most important ones is Proposition 56. This is the tax extension. Voting no ends an additional tax on those making $250,000 over the next 12 years. California is the highest taxed in the country. Um, <coughs> and this will, this, you know, the higher the taxes, the fewer jobs that we have. Somebody's making $250,000. They're likely, they're likely a, a maker. They're likely somebody who employs people. So that's another one that was written in a really funky way. Um, so you need to vote no on, uh, 55. A lot of people think 250,000, oh, somebody paying, making 250,000, that's big bank. Why do they need a tax? Right? <laughs> not in San Diego, no. not in LA, not in not Southern in California. California. Definitely not in Northern California. Right. Most of the other ones like 56, oh, here's another syntax. They've got uh, the tobacco tax that's coming out. Um, I'm voting no on uh, the crime penalty reduction, which is 57. I'm voting no on the bilingual education. We need to keep English as our primary language. If people want to immigrate here, great, but they need to immigrate and assimilate and they need to do it legally. Um, there's a couple of other tax ones, the plastic bag tax Al. you know, they've, you know, they've, uh, put a ban on plastic bags at the grocery stores. And now on top of that, if if you, you have to, if you want a bag at all, you got to buy one. So Proposition 65, vote no on that because this is <coughs> just another tax. 
and vote no on 67 because that actually ends the plastic bag ban is altogether. That the plastic, is that an excise tax or an additional sales tax? What is it? Um, well, it's, it's, just a, it's just another tax. Well, we already have a sales tax. We already have a sales tax. So what they've done is they've banned the use of plastic bags. And then on top of it now, they're charging you if you want to take one of their take-home bags with them. Now you got to pay more money. So Another syntax. Uh, syntax. These are all forms of syntaxes. Right. So, you know, this, and these are all the different ways that they try to get taxes from us. And it's just all a roost to just try to get more and more and more money to the government. We already know that tobacco taxes doesn't stop anybody from smoking. It's not going to have any effect on marijuana use. <coughs> Taxing me, I'm sitting here with a big gulp. If they were to increase the tax on it, it wouldn't stop me from, right? So tomorrow night we have the debate, the final debate. Hopefully we're going to hear um, a little bit more about economics and taxes and plans to spur on the economy. Well, um, the, the big one that is all show is uh, Hillary raising the excise, the estate taxes to 65%. Yes. Okay. So that, that's just all show. Why is it show? Because the ex, the estate tax is the most easily escaped tax <laughs> there is. It's optional. If you choose not to pay the tax and you're willing to do the steps that it takes, like a testament, testamentary charitable lead annuity trust, you pay no tax. Yeah, but the average person out there who's likely to have to pay the death penalty tax doesn't know about these things. We're not talking about the average person. Mm-hmm. The estate tax only applies to those right now greater than a million dollars in estate. Well, here's the thing, though. Her, as a part of her t- her death tax plan, there's actually other elements besides just the straight up death tax. She's actually got an incremental. She's taking away the steps in terms of having to pay taxes for, let's say, if your parents pass and they leave you a bunch of stocks to Chevron, having to pay capital gains on that. There was a step for that. Now she's taking that away. So she's actually even got some worse things involved in her estate planning than just well, the that, basic death tax. Historically, that's been called fresh start basis. <laughs> yes. To eliminate the fresh start basis. Yes. That is so outrageously complex. That's why it was abandoned. Mm-hmm. So these are all... Um, subtleties in the presentations that you have to be an expert to figure out. So nobody's talking about this. This is the first I've heard about the uh, elimination of fresh start or the The introduction or elimination of the step up in basis. Right. Right. Yeah. Nobody's really talking about these things. And that's because they've, the, the left has done a really great job of trying to make it be all about some dopey comments. Trump said, uh, to, to to Billy Bush and not really getting into the meat of what both of these candidates are about. And there are another misnomer is that Hillary is the one who's wonky and she's got all the great plans. Trump has policy plans. They're very detailed, actually, including his tax plan. People just don't they don't you know, they're they're not focused on it. And we need people. We've got three weeks left. We need people to see what is at stake here. And, you know, it's it, yes, we've we've got uh, radical Islam, huge issue. Trump's right on that. Seal the border. Stop this refugee process and crap. We've got a candidate, Hillary Clinton, who said in the WikiLeaks she's got a private position and a public position. And that's particularly applies to economics and taxes and business. This is a woman who's going to going to shove more and more and more and more and more regulations down our throats, which is going to have elimination, a huge the elimination of the step up in basis. Mm hmm. Produces incredible amounts of revenue. Yes. 
the estate tax doesn't produce revenue. It's, no. it's just not significant at all. What it is. But is- eliminating the step up in basis is huge. Humongous. Yes. Listen to me. Believe me. I believe you. That is humongous. And it hurts people down the road. They've done a masterful job, the left has, in terms of making people think that, you know, this is only going to hurt. And it, there's so many people hurting out there. No, these are everyday people. These are everyday people. This is not people. the wealthy. This is not the wealthy that's going to get hurt by that, and they don't understand. So It, it includes the wealthy. Well, yeah. But it also includes everyday people. Especially the middle class. Yes. Especially the middle class. Mm-hmm. And they need to wake up. All right. How much time do I have left on the show, Polly? Two minutes. All right. Got to gotta thank you, Al, for being here. I got to go to my Heroes of the Week in my last week's Fool, this week's Tool Award. My Hero of the Week is James O'Keefe. <coughs> Because he is the last journalist that we have left in this country. This is a man who spent a year doing old school investigative journalism, going inside the enemy camp to see the truth about what's going on. And he has revealed smoking guns of corruption in collusion with the Clinton campaign, the DNC and her super PAC, as well as the rigging of elections and voter fraud. Amazing work that he's done. Nobody in the mainstream media is picking it up because of fear of retribution from Hillary. My last week's tool, this week's Fool Award, is all those in the GOP who don't care anything about what Hillary's and her administration is likely to do in the form of retribution. They don't care about her economic plan. They don't care about her bringing refugees here that she can't vet. They don't care what she's doing to corrupt the process with election and rigging. All they care about is their own base of power, just like these GOP in Ohio who are literally stomping on the will of Republican voters and doing everything they can to stop Trump and put Hillary in power. That is outrageous. This is not about Anything Trump has said, they're trying to make it be about Trump and his character, which is I'm going to put a quote about Ronald Reagan. I don't have time to get into it now, but almost everything that the Republican Party is saying about Trump, they said about Ronald Reagan. Now, I'm not saying don't start sending me email hate mail. I ain't saying he's Reagan, but I'm saying that nobody is perfect. This is not even really about Trump or his imperfections. This is about us versus them. This is about the powerful in in D.C. wanting to keep their base of power. That's what it's about. Thank you all for being here. Thank you, Al. Thank you, Julie Mills Brennan. Thank you, Bill Still. Thank you for all my listeners out there. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. Go to my website, andreakshow.com. I'm on Facebook. Go to the dinner and debate party tomorrow night. Love you all. Have a great night, everybody.